The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to e Commerce Week on the Voices of Search podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about what's really happening in the e-commerce SEO world. Joining us for e-commerce week is Patty Johnson, who is the Senior Content Marketing Manager at Searchmetrics, which is a team of SEOs, content marketers, and data scientists that use a comprehensive suite of software and services to deliver data and insight that enable marketers to reach their search engine optimization and content marketing goals. And in addition to being our guest today, Searchmetrics is also a proud sponsor of the Voices of Search podcast. So far this week, Patty and I have talked about the search metrics study and how they analyze what's happening in e-commerce. And we've dug deep into a couple of specific industries like apparel, electronics, and healthcare. Today, we're going to wrap up e-commerce week by talking about some of the other e-commerce industries that we think are notable, like sporting goods, furniture, and do-it-yourself. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the last installment of e-commerce week with Patty Johnson from Search Metrics. Patty, happy Friday and welcome to the last episode of e-commerce week on the Voices of Search podcast. Hey Ben, thanks. We made it to Friday. Hey, congratulations. Oh, thanks. I'm excited to be here. So excited to um, wrap this up with you. All right, Patty. Well, as much fun as we've had, we've got a couple other industries to cover. So far this week, we've talked about the apparel industry, which is seeing a rise in informational queries. But the dominant players are who'd you expect? It's the Amazons of the world and the, some of the other apparel providers. In electronics, we've seen some of the legacy brands make a comeback searching for things like desktop computers and HP and Lenovo. Who would have guessed that? I guess we're all at home. So what's the point of having a mobile device? And yesterday, we talked about the healthcare industry which we're seeing more searches for holistic medicine type content, 
we're seeing it's not necessarily the e-commerce brands like the Pelotons of the world that are picking up all the market share. It's like the WebMDs and, and Healthline. There's a couple other industries that search metrics took a good hard look at in their study. Talk to me about what else was notable and what other industries caught your eye in your study. Great, we'll do. So something that was interesting in the sporting goods industry was the sheer volume of search terms that were taking place. In apparel, electronics, health, it was around you know 5,000 search keywords that are happening a month. But in sporting goods, it's already in 2019, it was 15,000. In 2021, that has doubled to over 30,000. So it shows you that all sectors are not created equal. Some have just much more interest within a variety of different people who use Google and a variety of search engines. And it shows in, when we dig a deep, little bit deeper into the top 10 um, domains by market share, it's interesting to see who's on there because it's not only media outlets and e-commerce sites, but it's kind of it's you know, within sporting goods. So it's NFL, it's soccer.com. It's kind of the more baseline providers of sporting operations. So there is a bit more competition there. It's interesting. This is where we talked about yesterday, the Pelotons of the world, the e-commerce providers when it comes to health, fitness, wellness, not necessarily showing up. But in sporting goods, there's another place where I'd assume that, you know, the e-commerce manufacturers are showing up. That's not necessarily the case. You're mentioning leagues, soccer.com. Who are some of the big winners that you see in sporting goods? Probably not surprisingly since, um, you know, we... Amazon, 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 (laughs) Amazon, Actually, I wasn't going to say Amazon. I was going to say that since this was an Olympic year, they have taken two of the top spots. And Olympics.com and NBC Olympics are both um, on the top 10. But like, as I mentioned before, soccer.com and I think it's tennis.com are either in the top 10 or very close. So you have to, when you're considering organic search and putting resources there, you have to think about the type of competition you're going to get. It's not always who you may expect. It's interesting. Mostly here in the United States, we're talking about soccer and tennis being some of the primary searches. Olympic, these are not your traditional American sports. It's not your football, basketball, baseball. Now, does this mean that people are interested in different sports? Is this a result of the pandemic, a result of, you know, you mentioned the Olympics and the media coverage. What do you think is driving the non-traditional sports leagues to be so dominant in search this year? I think since baseball and football are very popular sports, there doesn't necessarily need to be that many informational searches completed on them. However, tennis and soccer, many more people might be getting into those sports. And that is driving the search volumes for those to increase. Now, when it comes to e-commerce, what do we think is happening? Are people searching for information? Are we looking for sports scores? Are we looking for how to play? Or are people buying tennis rackets and, and gear? So in the sporting goods sector, the trend is continuing. Many more people are conducting informational searches. They are putting in queries that are supporting their interest in details that are not just about purchasing, whether that's learning how to do the sport or trying to figure out what's the best type of apparel to purchase before they just go ahead and press buy. Like I said in previous episodes, transactional searches are not going away. They're still 47%. While they have decreased a couple percentage points, You know, there's much more opportunity in informational searches just because they're easier to rank for. You know, there's so much competition with those purchase-driven searches, and that's why we mentioned them. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. 
So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. You said that before the, some of the surprises were soccer.com, the Olympics. Who had the most search volume? Is it the traditional e-commerce players or is it some of these new sort of topical brands, topical domains? I would say the, the heavy hitters still have the largest amount of market share. It's still Amazon, Dick's, Sporting Goods, and Walmart. It's followed up by you know ESPN and some of the more media-centered ones that are producing game scores in addition to information. And in some cases, apparel, ESPN does have an apparel shop. But it's the traditional um, outlets that do have the, the most market share. So what were some of the other industries that you thought were notable? We talked about furniture, DIY. We're all sitting at home. Did those industries have a big uplift in the total amount of search volume? Yes. So DIY was very surprising. It nearly tripled since 2019 in terms of search volume. And that should come to no surprise. We all have more time at home now. It's funny. At a previous organization, I'm pretty new to search metrics. When we were we were first got, got home, a coworker of mine had just completed a whole deck in their house, and um, while that was my first home, they were they had a little talking to because they were getting more done at home and not so much done behind the computer. So I think that we're all kind of giving more we're giving more time to our little personal projects, and I think that um, that's why we need to be online and get information to support that. I can tell you personally, I have increased my DIY content consumption so much over the last two years. Part of it is we moved into a new house. And part of it is I sit on YouTube when there's no one else around. I normally save the good TV to watch with my wife. And so when it's just my TV time and there's no game on, I'm sitting there watching how-to videos on home projects I'm not even doing. The other day, I watched how to patch a hole in your driveway. I don't even have a hole in my driveway. <laughs> I just like watching the content. I'm assuming other people have got into this as a hobby as well. Yeah, it's interesting. There are new industries or, or new kind of social media topics that have sprung up. You know, cleaning TikTok and cleaning DIY is a thing now. So it has grown just because there's just new interest in, in doing things yourself since the pandemic has started. But there's a never-ending list of honeydews. God knows on my house there always is. And most of them are not necessarily honeydews. They're just self-inflicted. That content's starting to be more popular. What about decorating? What about furnishings, home furniture, home decor? What have you seen in that industry? 
So in the furniture sector, it's one of those interesting areas because Amazon is not in the top spots. Wayfair is one of those e-commerce first domains that has really put a lot into their organic search activities and it's really paying off for them. And to say that they are also in in the top spot for paying the most for shopping ads. So, you know, they have a a two-pronged approach there just to make sure that they are staying on the top of minds for shoppers. It's interesting that Amazon isn't the biggest e-commerce player for the home furnishing and decor industry. You mentioned Wayfair leading the top spot. Are there other industries that surprise you where Amazon isn't the leader when it comes to e-commerce? Yes. So the other industries where Amazon was not in the top spot were DIY, electronics, and furniture. So um, in electronics, we mentioned that they have a strong presence with um, media outlets, but DIY in a sector that has grown tremendously, Amazon hasn't really kept up its pace in kind of dominating those rankings and the same thing with furniture. So Patty, as we wrap up e-commerce week, talk to me about some of your biggest takeaways from doing this study. Now that we've gone through a couple of the key industries, is there anything specific that you think is notable for this year that happened in e-commerce that SEO should take home and keep in mind? One of the most notable things was just looking at the change in who had the most market share. Yes, Amazon was in the top spot many times, but it wasn't static. The biggest names out there aren't necessarily going to be the biggest names and the ones with the most market share next year. And it's good to think about at a time when Amazon didn't have the top spot. They did the work to get there. And I think it's possible for e-commerce sites of all sizes to put in the work and to really beef up those product pages to increase their market share. So it's really, I, I think it's an open field. And you know, when we do this report in the next year or two, I think it's going to be interesting to see who's going to have that market share then. My biggest takeaway for this year was that it's not just the e-commerce providers. It's not just the people that are just making their business off of e-commerce who are leading the charge in the e-commerce SEO industry. We're seeing lots of media players, lots of content providers, Things like in the health industry, Healthline, WebMD, right? It's not just people that are selling products. We're seeing in the DIY industry, lots of different players coming in, not just Amazon leading in market share. So it makes me rethink whether in e-commerce, it's a transactional game or whether it's an informational game. I think the people that are the most successful, like the Amazons of the world, have the most traction in terms of wide coverage of industries, but also a blend of content that can be informational and also transactional. All right, Patty, that wraps up e-commerce week. Thanks for coming on and being my guest. Thanks, Ben. This has been fun. All right, that wraps up e-commerce week on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Patty Johnson, Senior Content Marketing Manager at Search Metrics. If you'd like to get in touch with Patty, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Patty N. Johnson. That's P-A-T-T-Y-N-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Or you could visit her company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. 
For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.